Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. My name is Spencer Powell, the Inbound Marketing Director at Builder Funnel. And each week we bring you marketing and sales strategies for your home building or remodeling business. Thanks for joining me today. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 12 of Builder Funnel Radio. This week I chat with Aaron Lewis of Guild Quality and we do a deep dive into the world of the reputation economy. So we're gonna be talking about reviews, how to manage them, how to deal with negative reviews, how to get positive reviews, and how you can actually use reviews and a review system to improve the way you deliver your service. So I think you guys will really enjoy this episode with Aaron Lewis of Guild Quality. Aaron, glad to have you on the show today. Thank you so much, Spencer. It's good to be here. Awesome. Yeah. And today we're going to dive into the whole world of online reviews and how to manage all that because it's, it's kind of a big topic. But I figured we could have you give us an overview of what this world looks like out there in terms of reviews because I think there's just inception around people can go to Google and leave some reviews and you can't control it. You know? So maybe give us a little bit of background on this, this world that we're living in. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that in today's day and time of the internet and everything, you've been touched by the idea of an online review in maybe a purchase you've made, even just going to a restaurant, you've probably made some kind of buying decision or something based around an online review that someone else, probably a total stranger, has left about that product or service. So, It's not uncommon anymore to rely on the advice or the opinions of of total strangers to make your own buying decisions. And there's kind of a term that we have not created, but we have learned that describes this concept, which is the reputation economy. So we as business owners are really focused on what is out there on the internet about us? What are our past customers saying? What are potential customers reading when they're considering doing business with us? And then vice versa, as a consumer, I know I turn to the internet and do a little research before I make a decision about buying something or trying something new. And so that just that idea of operating in that world is the reputation economy. And As someone who's been involved in the construction industry for a while, it's been really interesting to see how that has been embraced by or sometimes pushed away by, but mostly embraced by the construction home services industry. In, gosh, like 2004, when I was first working at Guild Quality, this was not on people's radars. You know, you were turning to friends and family if you were trying to decide whether you're going to buy a house or remodel your kitchen. You know, you might not be doing a ton of online research, but today people are doing online research. And so that is where this idea of online reviews come in and, and a place where Guild Quality can help support that as you as a business owner or you as a consumer are trying to make decisions or get information out there about your company. Yeah, that's, I think that's a great background, you know, and as people are listening to this, I think they're probably thinking about, yeah, when I go to Amazon, I read all these reviews Mm -hmm. or, you know, anytime you make a purchase, you generally are looking for third party credibility, you know, so past Mm -hmm. clients and customers of these businesses. And so 
kind of just jumping right into some of the specifics around reviews, how do you begin to to manage that? Because I, I hear people yeah. say, I got this really bad review. Can I delete it? Mm-hmm. You know, can I take that down? <laughs> you know, so right. how do you go about managing reviews? Yeah, well, you definitely have to be willing to be vulnerable. It can be very scary to go into this and say, I'm going to just kind of let it be said, like let things be said about my business. But so there's some kind of strategies you can think about to make it not so scary and not so out of your control. And so one recommendation I have is to just really establish a baseline. So go and Google yourself, Google your company. I mean, you can Google yourself as a person if you'd like, but more importantly, Google your business. <laughs> See what, what if anything, if you have any reviews out there, both on Google and then, and then really dive into some specific industry-specific review sites or listing sites. So for example, in our industry, people are using Angie's List or Guild Quality or House or any number of these industry-specific places to talk about their experience with a home services provider, in addition to like the Yelps and the Googles and the other kind of industry agnostic things. So take a look, see what's out there, get a baseline. And then if you aren't seeing a ton of things, I, my next recommendation is to activate a profile. Or So, for example, if you can create a Google business page, if you've not already, do it. If you can add that widget to Facebook that allows to collect reviews, do it. Put all these different opportunities out there. And in addition to just your website, you know, have a contact us place, portal, whatever, have a place for people to contact you on your website. And, and include a phone number on your website because the foundation of all of this, more than just let me get online reviews, the foundation of all of it is around being really excellent at customer service. And so one way to do that is to open yourself up to receiving feedback. I think people can get really scared about, you know, okay, I don't want to even give people the opportunity to give me bad feedback because that's going to suck. But it's actually amazing opportunity for growth, for learning. So put all those channels out there, give people the opportunity and have some variety because your customer base is going to be, I would imagine your customer base is probably pretty diverse in terms of experience and age and demographics and comfort level with the internet or apps or whatever. So provide a lot of different routes for people to leave feedback. Then you can kind of go to the next step and say, okay, I've opened up all of these channels. I've seen where my baseline is. I'm ready to let the floodgates come in and have people leave feedback about my business. I like it. Yeah, that's great (laughs) advice. Just starting with a simple Google search to kind of see what profiles you have up. And some of those Mm -hmm. profiles you may not have even created yourself and they've just been scraped by some of these other sites. And so my next question would be, okay, so, you know, we've, Googled ourselves, we found these different reviews, you know, some profiles, maybe we, you know, activated ourselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, is there a good way to, you know, monitor these sites and how many sites should we monitor? I know you mentioned specific ones, but then there is, you know, Google, Facebook, Yelp, those sorts of sites. So where do you, where do you draw that line? I guess, you know, is it 10 sites? Yeah. 
You know, honestly, I don't have a magic number. I think you definitely have to find the balance between what is manageable to your bandwidth. If there's someone in your team who can be in charge of all of this and just kind of be the monitoring arm of things, that's fantastic. If you don't have a resource like that, that's, you know, that's okay. You know, maybe you just, if nothing else, be sure that you have a Google business page. That's going to be the primary place that people are going to go to either look for you or, or if they want to leave feedback and that's the only thing there, then at least let them have that. And then I, I think it really depends on your audience. You know, where are they making buying decisions? Where are they doing research? If your audience is, you know, a whole bunch of millennials, like maybe you want to be sure to have a Facebook page and an Instagram and, you know, like maybe you want to be more on social media. If your audience is less well-versed in those tools, maybe you just want to make sure that you are super available by phone and that everything on your website is really clear on how you do business and how they can reach you. So I think you just have to take a step back and look at who your audience is or where you want to grow and grow in those directions. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. And I mean, everybody has limited time and resources, you know, yeah. whether that's three sites or 10 that you can monitor and you make some good points around trying to identify where, you know, where do you get your, most of your clients from online and where would they be hanging out and right. try to stick to those, those platforms. After you know, you've kind of taken a look and you've found, you know, these different sites, probably you'll uncover a couple of nasty comments. Uh, Hopefully you don't, but it's pretty common. What's the process? What's a good process for handling those negative reviews? Because like we talked about earlier, you can't delete them. You can only them. What does that look like? Yes. It's such a good question. I think it's probably the most feared thing of all by anyone who kind of embarks on this. But so I think there's a couple things. One, um, savvy consumers can sniff out psychos, you know, like (laughs) you are going to, as a, as a smart consumer, you're going to see a potentially crazy review and you're going to know like, all right, maybe that was a really hard to deal with customer. What, captures more interest or what gives more trust and validation is how you respond to that. And so our best advice is to say, respond to everything, but be very polite. Take the conversation offline. So what you don't want to do is you don't want to get into a back and forth. You know, that potential negative skating review could be so off base and you know it, but you don't want to get into this he said, she said, let's get all the dirty laundry out on online and <laughs> yeah. forever, forever and ever to see. You definitely don't want to do that. So create a little template, especially if you're having multiple people in your organization kind of taking tabs on these different online sites. So if you're, my point is, if you're not in control of it all, give people tools so that they follow your protocol. Keep it short and sweet say, I hear you. Thanks for your feedback. I'm so sorry you had an issue. Our fill-in-the-blank team is going to be reaching out to you directly. And then take that whole exchange offline and reach out to them and see if you can resolve it. Potential future customers who see that kind of exchange are going to think, okay, that's cool. This company is attempting to solve problems. If nothing else, if nothing gets solved, if things are out of control, if all this stuff happened that just is simply not fixable, at least 
the company is addressing it, recognizing it, attempting to solve it. That's really where trust and authenticity are kind of created but in this consumer producer bond that's like happening online without you even realizing it. Like me doing research on a potential company, seeing an exchange like this. I've never actually spoken to this company yet, but I've already formed an opinion and a really a decision in some cases about whether or not I want to work with them. Respond to everything. Positive. It's great to respond and be super grateful to someone who leaves a positive review. It's just, it's so nice. You should always show your gratitude and then super short and sweet to the negative reviews. Another point on this is a lot of these, well, most review sites will allow you to respond, to say, okay, that, hey, thanks for your feedback. Some of them will allow a kind of a dispute process. Interesting. So, for example, um, with Guild Quality, we work only with verified customers of the companies who, who use our service, right? So, someone could come to Guild Quality have been searching a contractor, they find their guild quality profile page, they say, oh, I, I want to leave a review about my experience with this business. They can do so, but we then verify that they were actually a paying customer. By only working with verified customers, we can eliminate the threat of your competitor down the road who's just trying to kind of like dig weird ditches and be mean sending a negative review out there about your company. Um, so we try to provide some guardrails and some space to work in that's authentic and that leads to trust and rapport among the... Okay, so my point here is that Guild Quality does have a process by which you, as the business owner, can say this was or wasn't a client that we worked with or vice versa. What often happens is because Guild Quality is a proactive reach out to the homeowner to collect their feedback as this third party, the contractor then gets that information and they say, oh my gosh, there was this problem we didn't even know about. Let's go back to the client. Let's resolve it. We'll work it out, whatever. Often the client will come back to us and say, my problem was resolved. I'd like to change my rating. You know, I rated them low in communication and schedule, but now things have been resolved and I'd like to change my rating. They can do that on the Guild Quality platform. Very cool. Yeah, and I think you bring up an interesting point about, you know, how all these sites operate and some of them are different. You know, for example, mm -hmm. you guys have, you know, a process for verifying customers and, and that brings up a specific example that we've bumped into with some of our clients or prospects that we're talking to and they say, gosh, I, I got this review and this person basically went on to Google or Facebook or whatever it was and they left this nasty review and it was, this company's terrible. I asked them for a quote. They didn't mm -hmm. get back to me for two days. And so they weren't even a customer, you know, but they just had a bad mm -hmm. experience uh, pre-sale, I, I guess. And so I think for me, the takeaway, at least based on what you're saying is, some sites, if you can do verified customers, that's awesome. Then you don't have to mm -hmm. worry about that. But then there, there are other sites that are just out of your control. And so you have to have a good process, a good template for mm -hmm. your team to be able to respond to these people. Exactly. And, yep. You and you want it to be clear to the people who are reading this exchange, you know, I'm so sorry you had that experience. Um, we were never able to work together 
perhaps we could touch base and try this again or something like that to make it super clear. We did not do business with this person, um, you know, end of sentence. Right. Yeah. And like you said, most, most people can look at that and go, okay, this person just was super frustrated that day. And obviously mm-hmm. it wasn't a reflection on their service since they didn't exchange money and, you know, work mm-hmm. with them. And then I like what you said too, about responding to positive reviews. I think it shows that you're engaged and obviously very thankful for your, you know, your happy mm-hmm. clients. And so do you say you should respond to every single review, whether positive or negative? I think you should. I mean, I think it, it sends several messages. One, that you value your clients, and that's super important. Two, it shows, again, authenticity, that there's like an actual person behind, you know, behind the keyboard who is taking the time to say, thank you so much. We really loved working with you too, that sort of thing. I know as a consumer reading these kinds of things, I get the warm fuzzies inside when I see stuff like that. And I think highly of the business. Absolutely. Okay. Now we've kind of talked about how to address reviews, whether it's positive or negative. And one thing you can do is when you get a negative review, obviously you want to respond, but then I think another good step is to kind of try to bury that review with a more positive. (laughs) Obviously it's not going away, but if we can put it further down on the list, you know, that helps. So what are some good strategies or ways that people can actively get more reviews on some of these platforms? Yeah. Good question. Yeah. I mean, I think there's nothing worse than seeing one review, one piece of feedback on a business and it being so terrible. I, I think again, though, as a consumer, I look at it and I think, Hmm, what's happening here. But so good. Your best strategy is to just get as many as possible. You know, you, One, a more authentic picture of your business if you have every single client providing some feedback. Then secondly, it ties back to that whole, your whole foundation of this is to be a better business, to grow and to learn and to provide better service to your clients. So if you are reaching out, for example, with service like Guild Quality, there's others like us, but with us specifically, who we exclusively work in the construction home building industry, we are reaching out to every single client that you worked with. That gives you flooding the waters, if you will, of providing a lot of feedback, kind of minimizing the bad things, but also really importantly, hearing what you could improve upon. So often what you would see is if you were not proactively reaching out to folks and just you set all your channels, you say, hey, we'd love to hear from you. And then you just wait for things to come in. You're often only going to hear from the extremes, either the real, real great or the not so great. But it's more often than not those people in the middle who, like I think about me, I maybe went to a restaurant and it was fine. It wasn't great, but like, I'm super picky about my toast and I like my toast to be ultra toasty. (laughs) But they, you know, that's not enough for me to be like, manager, please come over and let me tell you how much I like my toast toasted. I don't necessarily want to tell someone to their face about my oddities and judgment on the restaurant, but I may not go back there again. But if they did know, if I had the opportunity to just provide a real quick feedback about my experience, I might say, you know, I wish the toast was toasted more. And then that business owner or whoever is in charge of customer service might say, hey guys, actually like 10 people said they wanted their toast a little more toasty. Maybe that's something we can implement. It's not changing the game so much. So it's not like a huge investment. It's 
often these really little things seem meaningless that don't actually have an impact on the overall project that actually impact customer service, the experience, and go a long way to providing that really positive, lasting experience in people's minds so that they then take that next step to say, either going online and providing a review or telling friends and family, this was the most amazing experience I've ever had in remodeling a kitchen, especially in our industry where you are just inundated with these horror stories or anxiety. I mean, people are coming into your home and almost living with you for weeks on end if you're going through some kind of new basement, new kitchen, that sort of thing. So little teeny things that don't necessarily impact the overall result can go a long way to creating an amazing experience, creating some great recommendations, creating great positive reviews, like this huge ripple effect that lasts much longer than the five minutes it took for someone to wipe their shoes on the mat before they came into your house. Yeah, Aaron, I love that because basically what you're saying is that this becomes a super powerful business tool, not just mm-hmm. trying to get reviews to, right. I guess, showcase my brand and our reputation. But if you're getting feedback literally from every customer, you can use that to improve your service. And, you know, obviously that can lead to more positive reviews, but really that can lead to a lot of just offline word of mouth and prove the way your company does business. That's super cool. I'm really glad you kind of dove into that because I think that's piece that maybe is secondary or tertiary for some people and they maybe didn't even think about it because they're just thinking, I need 4.8 stars or four, you know, whatever. So that's awesome. And one more point to that is, let's say you are proactively reaching out to survey every single client. You're figuring out what kind of small tweaks can be made. You have some learning opportunities, teachable moments with your team. But because you have this like totally complete picture of how your clients feel about you, you can pinpoint the ones who seem like your best raving fans and maybe go ask them, hey, would you mind going to our Facebook page and leaving a quick review? I saw on your Guild Quality Survey, you left us five stars and had this great comment about the project manager. Would you mind if you also took a second to post it on Facebook. We we just get so many people who look at our Facebook page and your feedback would go a long way. Having that kind of ask, it's a much easier ask than thinking you might know that someone had a great experience and then they leave a review and maybe it's not so great. If you're proactively reaching out, having that information come to you and then asking for a public review, that's one strategy that I've seen people implement. That's a great tip. Yeah, I like that a lot. And let's shift gears just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Something that we hear or I've heard suggested, can I post reviews on behalf of my clients? Because maybe they wrote them an email and they can't quite get them to create a Google account and sign in and review or, you know, whatever that that may be. So how do you bridge that or, you know, handle that situation? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not a great practice to do that. You lose a little authenticity. There's a lot more potential that it may be fake. You know, there's just a lot of room for error. If you're using a tool like Guild Quality, we are reaching out by email, phone, and mail. And so we're kind of in that way that I described earlier, like give your customers where they feel comfortable, channels where they feel comfortable. That's kind of our approach in reaching out to the builders, homeowners, in giving them ways that they feel comfortable. So if you're getting a letter from your client to preserve the authenticity, 
show it as an image, not as like a copied and pasted thing. You just want to be sure that what you're putting out there clearly authentic and true. You know, you don't want to have any opportunity for someone to say, well, that's totally fake. They made that up. That's your cousin. <laughs> that's yeah. not a customer. <laughs> yeah. So we shouldn't be talking with a client. They say, oh yeah, this was great. It was amazing. And then take that kind of anecdotal conversation and go online right. and, and post it for the client. We shouldn't do that. <laughs> No, you should not do that. But there are some really great tools that you could use right there in the home. There's some really quick barometer type survey, or again with Guild Quality, which is a little more robust process, we're going to follow up with them. So there's a lot of different ways you could do it and avoid the opportunity to misrepresent something. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I think your point is a good one in that, say you're trying to get some online reviews, you know, maybe give them some options and maybe yeah. send a link to Google and Facebook and mm -hmm. uh, Yelp and say, hey, wherever you have a profile or, you know, wherever it's easiest, if you don't mind leaving a review or to your point, you know, if they're more of a handwritten type of thing, you could try to get that and maybe it posts on your website and it, it's not actually going to count for a five star somewhere else, but somebody right. researching on your website will still get the benefit of seeing that. I think exactly. that's a good point there. Mm -hmm. All right. So there's a lot that we've talked about here in terms of reviews. And Aaron, I have one more question for you at the end, but first I want to make sure, you know, our listeners can learn more about you. So how can they connect with you, connect with Guild Quality? Yeah, for sure. Um, you can find us on the internet at www.guildquality.com. You'll see the way that we survey customers. You'll see some reviews we've collected from some of our clients. Um, and of course, we're on social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, so we try to walk the walk the talk, walk the walk. I don't know what the phrase is, but we're, <laughs> we're out there. You can find us on the interweb. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. And I think probably a quick Google search of Guild Quality will get yeah. you there. Um, so that's excellent. Definitely go check them out if you're, if you're new to reviews or you want another way to, to capture reviews from more of your customers. Being in the business of customer satisfaction, we think it's vitally important that you're satisfied with what we do. So we do give everyone a chance to try it for free. So I'd love to extend that same offer to your audience. Give us a try. We'll do survey 20 of your past customers for free and just give you a sense of what our program is like. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And thank you for doing that. I appreciate that. As we part for today, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would that be? My advice would be to not be scared of what you might find online. I think it can be the scariest thing to start to go down that path and to like relinquish some control and let people voice their opinions. So one, don't be scared. And two, just always be kind and always be the better person whenever you're coming across something that's potentially negative or that might kind of gut punch you in that an emotional side. Just be super above board. Thanks for joining us today on be Builder Funnel Radio. And nice and you'll Don't forget win. to visit www.builderfunnel.com for tons of free as marketing and sales resources. Today, there's a lot of and if you ever need hands-on help implementing your this marketing awesome. and sales this system, lots of great just send a quick Thanks note so much to radio for joining me today at builderfunnel.com. Thank you, Spencer. I appreciate it. It was so fun. Remember, never stop learning. Talk to you soon, Aaron. See you next time. Thanks. Bye.